Well, yep, you have a $500,000 IRA, but I would ask you how much of that money is yours. And I ask people that all the time, and they say, well, $500,000. I'll say, well, not, not really. It's time for the Making Money Podcast with financial advisor Lee Perkins. Well, great to be with you again, Lee, on the Making Money Podcast. We're going to be talking about IRAs today, traditional versus Roth. It's a conversation I'm sure you've had with a lot of clients, but we want to bring that conversation here and really explain the differences, who might benefit from one versus the other, where should you be contributing your money. And uh, we'll do that on today's episode of Making Money Podcast. Lee, how you doing? Doing well, man. This episode is right up my alley. It seems like this has been a theme especially for the the first six months or so of this year, because it's all about taxes. And with everything that's going on with all of the the stimulus packages and the government handing out money, somebody's going to have to pay for this. And so as we talk today about traditional IRAs versus Roth IRAs, it is definitely a tax topic today. Yeah, and that's why we wanted to address it and bring it here on the show, because it is, it is very, very timely and, and not just for you know, when this episode comes out in July, but for this year and, and for the next few years, I think this is going to be a very big topic of conversation and an important strategy when it comes to retirement planning. So we're going to talk about it here on today's episode. We're also going to get to a mailbag question a little bit later on, so make sure you stay tuned until the end, and we will get to that as well. Let me remind you, though, of course, if you don't know Lee, he is owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. They have their office over in Northside Crossing, and they're serving all of Macon, and you can find them online at jlperkinswealth.com. You can also schedule a meeting with Lee on the website. He's got virtual meetings and webinars. And and uh, are you doing seminars yet again, Lee? Is that back open yet? No, uh, yet? we had we haven't done any workshops. Uh, you know, we did a tax workshop back in the first part of March. Right now, I just, honestly, I don't think people are ready to get out. We have, yeah. we have done some some tax webinars. I've actually done a what we call the diffuse the ticking tax time bomb webinar which we will do another one of those probably in july and many of the folks that are listening to the podcast have already watched that but if you hadn't be on the lookout for it we will post that online and if we've got your email address certainly you will get an invitation to that so yep nothing in person as of yet but stay tuned jlperkinswealth.com will have the information when it is available but they also have the stuff right now the webinars that you can access uh, right after the show's over go check it out all right let's jump into IRAs traditional versus Roth and it seems like I don't know if you get the same sense but a lot of people don't have a clear picture when it comes to traditional versus Roth and in which one they should put most of their money in and whether they should split it up whether they should go one versus the other so I want to try to Maybe get to the bottom of this a little bit and and help people out with this question. So let's just start with the basic, Lee. Can you explain the difference for us between traditional and Roth? Yeah, and I can tell you, you're right. Most people don't quite understand the difference. The main difference is an IRA is money that is in this individual retirement account, and it has been contributed to with money that you have not paid taxes on. So when you put money into an IRA or into a 401k, that money comes off of your income and you don't pay taxes on it. So as it grows, let's say you've got, I'm going to say you've got $100,000 in an IRA and it grows to $200,000, whatever it is. Every dime that you take out of that IRA is going to be taxable to you when you take a distribution. A Roth IRA is money that you have already paid taxes on and 
inside this account, it can grow to whatever it grows to, and you will not pay taxes on that account. Under current law, it will grow tax-free. So that's the major difference. I don't want to get into you know, too many of the nuances and details because just getting feedback from some folks who have watched uh, even a short webinar that I've done, it's still a confusing topics for a lot of people. So I really want to, on the show today, keep it pretty high level. That sounds good. Okay, let's let's talk about. Um, really, you know, you mentioned it's very confusing for a lot of people, just trying to sort through it all. Why do you think that traditionally, I guess, people have put more money into the traditional IRA versus their Roth over the course of their lifetime preparing for retirement? Well, really, it's it's what we've been taught. You know, save as much money for retirement as possible, and retirement means a retirement account, and that is generally going to be an IRA or a four hundred one k. It's just what we've thought about doing. And also, we hate taxes so much that we don't want to pay taxes. So every year before tax time, I will receive a dozen phone calls from people that say, hey, my CPA said I need to contribute to my IRA, for make a, a contribution for last year. That's going to help me on taxes. And it absolutely will. You know, if you somebody wants to contribute $6,000 to the IRA for last year, their income is going to come down $6,000 and they're going to pay less taxes. So that's generally why people do it because you don't get a tax break immediately on the Roth IRA. People generally live in the moment and they want to to put a Band-Aid on the situation right now, not pay taxes now, defer the taxes for later when hopefully they will be in a lower tax bracket. But in my years of planning, I can tell you it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, I think that's a big part of the discussion too. So help me un- understand, and, and anybody that's listening understand, kind of got a pretty good idea of, of what the value of the Roth is, but how can it be so powerful over time, over the course of your career as you're putting money into this, maybe over 15, 20, 30 years? The power of the Roth is in tax-free growth. Again, like I said, if you got $100,000 in an IRA and let's say you're 40 years old, and by the time you're 60, it's $500,000. Well, yep, you have a $500,000 IRA, but I would ask you how much of that money is yours. And I ask people that all the time, and they say, well, $500,000. I'll say, well, not not really. Actually, maybe only about $400,000 of that is your money because the other $100,000 will go to the IRS in the form of federal taxes and also state taxes. However, if you had a $100,000 Roth IRA and it grew to $500,000, all $500,000 of that money is yours. So that that's where the magic is, the Roth all, all the money is yours and when you take that money out, there's tax-free distribution. So a lot of times people underestimate the problems that a distribution from a retirement account could have in the future. It could cause your tax your uh, Social Security to become taxable. A lot of different issues that it could cause because when you take money from that IRA, you will pay taxes on. Well, there you go. Pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah. And really, I just think about that when you're reaching retirement and you have that $500,000 say for that number that you threw out there, just not knowing exactly how much you actually have with the traditional IRA. It's got to be a little bit frustrating when you're trying to plan and trying to get a hold of everything, just not knowing exactly how much is going to come your way when it's done versus they're off. It just it seems like a no-brainer. Right. And, and but, the other thing, yeah, right. the other thing to think about is, you know, I just threw out that number, $400,000 of it is yours. That's 
at whatever the tax rate we may assume based on all you know yeah. how we think taxes are going to be you might only get you know three hundred thousand dollars of it or three hundred fifty thousand it all depends on what the tax rates are in the future and i've yet to meet the person that thinks 10 years from now or 15 years from now that taxes are going to be lower i have a very strong opinion that taxes will be higher and if that's the case then what you have saved in your qualified account your ira or 401k your portion of it is going to be less and the tax portion is going to be more so that's the that's the best way to look at it yeah, and I guess you don't even even know what that tax rate is going to be until the moment you pull it out. It could change year to year and continue to go up. So that's very good information. Okay, so we got to have an idea of what each of these are, kind of the differences. So I want to kind of give some examples for people that are maybe thinking, okay, well, I think the Roth is going to work for me over traditional or vice versa. So let's start off with the Roth over traditional. Who's someone maybe kind of generally speaking that would make more sense to contribute into the Roth rather than the traditional IRA? Right. So speaking in generalities here, you know, this is not going to be the gospel for everybody listening, but generally speaking, somebody who is very young, who's making the least amount of money that they will probably ever make, they should probably put money in a Roth IRA because that time, somebody's 25 years old that may work another 30 or 35 years, that money compounded over time, growing tax-free is going to be a, a really big deal for them. Also, I mean, really anybody who is eligible for a Roth, I would say it makes it would probably make sense to contribute some money to a Roth. I know you kind of asked me, should you do one or the other? I think it's probably a prudent thing to do to consider doing both. Again, depending on your situation, even if even if you're in your your fifties and going to work for another five years or so and then plan to retire, I think it would make sense in the big picture of your planning to go ahead and contribute some to a Roth IRA. Again, we've got to look at your taxable income right now and see that what that would do to your taxes if you, you know, put money in a Roth IRA instead of a traditional IRA. As I'm doing a lot of Roth conversion planning right now, you'd be really be surprised at the impact on the actual dollars of taxes that you you owe. It's, it's not a it's not a lot for somebody that's just contributing five or seven thousand dollars a year to a Roth IRA. So definitely give that a look. Okay. How about the flip side of that? Who's somebody that might benefit more by putting their money into a traditional versus a Roth right now? All right. So this is probably going to be somebody who is very close to retiring within maybe a year or so. And we know for a fact that their income is going to significantly decrease the day they retire. You know, their situation is just different. They're making $50,000 $50,000 and then they're going to retire and their only income is going to be Social Security. Probably wouldn't make sense for, for that person to put money into a Roth IRA because they could take the deduction and then potentially pull money out of their IRA at a very low tax rate going forward. So again, it's tough to give that answer in yeah. a vacuum to a broad audience like this, but we've got some really cool tax tools that we use for folks that come in our office, use them for our clients all the time. But we can actually show people, here's your putting money in the Roth, here's your putting money in the IRA, here's the difference. And it'll give you it'll give you percentages, but it'll give you the real dollar amount so people can make an educated decision. It's really a, a couple of really neat tools that we have. Yeah, I think that's a cool thing. People might not realize you can take the guessing out of it, really. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah so. you really can. And the numbers don't lie. Yeah, exactly. So it's right there in front of you. You can kind of get an idea of what it's going to look like both ways and then pick what 
what works best for you. And that's the, that's the key to, uh, to having an advisor. So some good information on traditional versus Roth. And uh, is there anything we missed? Anything else you want to add before we close out that conversation, Lee? No, I, I think it, it's not an all or nothing thing just because you're, you're contributing to Roths. It doesn't mean that you do that every single year. Just because you contribute to IRAs doesn't mean you do that every single year. It can change based on your situation. And, and that's, you got to be flexible with it. Once, once you, you decide you're going to do a Roth, it doesn't mean that you're doing it every year for the rest of your life. It's just, that's what's best for you now. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, let's turn now to the mailbag before we close out today's episode and take a question from a listener. You can always submit that online at jlperkinswealth.com or you can call Lee's office at 478-254-3550. Today's question comes in from Samantha. She writes, unless something goes horribly wrong, we should be leaving a significant amount of money to our kids, but I can't decide if we should tell them about our plans now or just let it be a surprise. I'm certain they have no idea what our net worth is like. Yeah, I, when I saw this question in our show prep before we got on today, I, I thought it was very, it was an appropriate question because I had somebody in my office two hours ago and we had the exact same conversation. These folks oh, cool. are in their early 60s and they've got children who are in their early 30s and they asked me the same thing. When should I start letting the kids in on our on our financial discussion. And I told them it really depends. You know, my kids are, are 16 and 13. It doesn't make sense for me to tell my kids, you know, the details of our financial situation because they may never they may never go to work. They may just sit around and wait on us to die. But, um, for, you know, for somebody who is a mature adult, you know, if you've got adult children, it definitely makes sense for you to sit down have that conversation and say, look, here's what we've got. And it's just because I've seen too many people pass away and the kids are totally in the dark. They don't know if they're getting anything or if the parents are going to die with with no money. And I think it's important to have that conversation because it it really comes in, it kind of really comes in handy if somebody has health concern, you know, health concerns as the parents get older. It's important to know how much resources, what kind of level of care the parents can have. So again, it's different for every situation, but I would say once your your child is an adult, maybe mid-20s, late-20s, I think it's time to bring them in the loop. So, so for these clients today, we agree that when they come back in later this year, probably November is when they'll come back in, either November or the first year, can't remember for sure, they are going to bring one of their children in, the one that is going to be the executor of their, their estate. And we're just going to let them sit in on a meeting, kind of talk through things so that they understand the situation of the parents. And I'm telling you, the kids will really appreciate this when both parents are gone because they're they're kind of in the loop on things. Yeah, it's a tough decision to make, though. It's going to be different for everybody and depends on who your children are and how mature they are, as you mentioned. And it's a tough conversation, but it's definitely something to consider one way or the other because that, yeah. can, get, that can get messy otherwise. Yeah, you're um, right. But yeah, you don't just, want... You don't want them to be expecting something, though, either. Too, no, it, no, exactly. And that that's why you wouldn't automatically do it, because if you've got a child that is not motivated and they think that when you pass away, you're going to leave them, you know, a million dollars, they may not do any saving for their own, you know, on their own. So mm-hmm. I, I tell clients of mine who ex- think they're going to get an inheritance from their parents, I will tell them, you know, we'll 
consider what happens if you get it, but we're not going to plan on it as a part of your planning because depending on how your parents pass away, they may die with no money. And if you have not made your own plans, that could put you in a real pickle, and I certainly don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for the question, Samantha, and we appreciate everybody that listens and also sends in their questions to the show. We'll get to more on future episodes, so please send them in, jlperkinswealth.com. All right, we'll close it out on that note. Another good episode in the books here on the Making Money Podcast. Lee, appreciate the explanation on traditional versus Roth, and I'm sure you would encourage anyone that's trying to make that decision up to give you a call and let's figure it out. Absolutely. We can we can run the numbers and see what works best for you. So that'll do it for us. For Lee Perkins, I'm Ben George. Thank you for listening, and uh, please hit subscribe for us, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.